Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of The Resistance, titled The Engineer. But first, we've got a couple of announcements, and not really announcements, I guess they're news and things like that. Uh, William, you want to take it away? Yeah, I mean, this has been quite a last couple weeks for Star Wars news and trailers in particular. Um, this week we actually got not one, but two trailers. We got the final gameplay trailer for, um, Jedi Fallen Order, which looks incredible. Looks very cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I cannot wait to play that game and we are less than two weeks away from, from that title. Honestly, it's a lot of the, from the early press I've seen, like people are saying it could be a game of the year contender, which is a rarity. Uh, for Star Wars games, it's nice to see again. Like we haven't really gotten that since probably the, you know, the, the, the Kotar, maybe yeah. Force, yeah. maybe Force Unleashed, but it's been a while. Uh, and this sounds like the single-player, story-driven game we've all been waiting for. So I'm that's really what? excited. November fifteenth. November fifteenth. Uh, okay. Yeah, Friday. I don't November know. 15th, the same so. week as Pokemon. I might have to play it later. No. I'm whoa, 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 whoa! I can play two games simultaneously. Don't you? So worry. that week is actually gonna be pretty crazy because remember that is November fifteenth. We also get the episode two of the Mandalorian. Episode one drops on Tuesday. Episode two, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> drops on Friday. So yeah. So that's what I'll, that's fine. So I'll just be playing Pokemon or Fallen Order during the podcast. It'll be. Nice and simple. There, there are there are days I am happy I am not a gamer like the two of you. Uh, it's normally not too bad. Okay. Um, that week in particular is going to be fun, uh, amazing. Yeah, there's something else coming out that week too, and I'm blanking on what it is. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There is a there's lot like happening. three. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, this not is not a gaming podcast though. Wow. Um, but, yeah, but you know what we did get. Speaking of the Mandalorian, we got are a new trailer a new look at the mandalorian which just again looks absolutely absolutely incredible i mean the 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 cinematography the 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 characters all just look outstanding and i am so excited to play or to to watch the series uh when it uh when it drops so I think it's going to be really cool. Um, it sounds like we probably won't get uh, many details before the show uh, airs for everyone. We actually don't have a time yet. We don't really know what time episodes are going to drop. But either way, the show looks really, really good. Let's take a quick listen to the trailer before we dive into our review. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. So many blocks of carbonite. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. They're really leaning into like a cantina style, you know, scenes. Would you agree? Good. 
I just love the cockiness. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, just like, so looking forward to it. And you, did you guys catch the, there's a, um, if you look closely in the trailer, there's this one scene which could potentially be a flashback. It's not really clear, but there's like a separatist gunship yes. from Eric like, that one. the Saar, yeah. Sagrera arc. Yep. There's also a super battle droid in the background. Yep. Um, you know, if you combine that with like the 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 battle droid scene in the in the background of the Rise of Skywalker trailer, like, we're getting some nice Clone Wars throwbacks everywhere. It's gonna be awesome. It's a guys. good thing. It's gonna be amazing. And, and you know, we know that Dave Filoni, you know, uh, as one of the producers and director of the first episode, and you know, John Favreau, who's obviously a very accomplished writer and director and producer, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. So, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian is just two weeks away, <laughs> less than week and a half almost at this point it's the 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 time is is counting counting down so that that series looks incredible uh it's actually good the series looks so incredible though because we also got some uh fortunate or unfortunate news i'm not really sure which um yeah it's sad either way but um uh david david benioff and db weiss the game of thrones creators who were slated to be uh, producing a trilogy, the next trilogy of Star Wars movies coming out starting in 2022, um, and uh, they're you know definitely guaranteed to uh, write and direct the first installment. They've actually uh, dropped out, and this the trilogy of films has presumably been canceled. So there's really no Star Wars films announced on the horizon anymore. What do you guys think of this? Well, we we still have well, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Rain Johnson. Thank you. Ryan uh, Johnson's true. trilogy is still, I mean, it's in the same state of it's been announced, but you know, no yeah, other yeah, discussion has happened. That's actually true. Cause like originally he said, he said, you know, he, there was like a weird comment that he made that made it sound like it wasn't on. And then he tried to correct it and say it was back on. Mm. So yeah, we don't really know for Ryan's uh, trilogy. But yeah. I mean, personally, I consider this a good thing. <laughs> really? I, I was not impressed with uh, Benioff and Weiss's work at the end of game of Thrones. And I was, very nervous about uh, them picking up Star Wars. And especially, I should say, Star Wars in a long-term commitment. I guess I'm happy I didn't see Game of Thrones. I am I am one of those, I will admit it, who has never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. So I have no basis to see or to think that this is good or bad. Um, I would like to take them on their word that because they had the deal with Netflix and other uh, projects that they wouldn't have time for star Wars. And it wasn't anything that was, you know, uh, let's just say thrown out for some kind of idea. So I, I'm like, I'm looking at this just going, okay. Um, I think what's going to be interesting was the, the supposed Kevin Feige from Marvel, uh, has already stated, uh, oh. he wants to do something. Yeah, so, sorry, that's right. So we've got that film on the horizon too, right? Yeah, supposedly. Kind of. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, nothing's been announced, it, but yeah, so yeah maybe, nothing. possibly. The point is yeah, that like, there's, guess, it's, uh, there's uncertainty in it with all the films at this point. Yeah, everything right now, the only thing you can look at is they have so much stuff planned for Disney Plus mm-hmm. that it seems like right now at this moment, well, maybe they're going to try and bridge the gap for films and put everything on Disney Plus first until they figure out what they want to do with the movies. And once they get a game plan in place, we might find out. I mean, I would think any kind of announcement for movies, Celebration next year would be a logical choice. Yep. And then after that, if nothing said then, then you would have to look at the next, I guess, whenever whenever the Disney does that, whatever expo they do every two years, there'll probably be some kind of announcement then. I just hope that whatever they do, they make sure that they feel pretty good about about this. I mean, it sounds yeah. like uh, Benioff and Weiss pulled out because of the their their big Netflix deal, and they were going to try to work on Star Wars and the Netflix shows at the same time. And then there may be other reasons why they pulled out to not. I mean, just seeing I think some of the the the, the hatred that Ryan Johnson got and that they've been getting around some of the Game of Thrones finale stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I think some are saying this is a great thing. Some are saying this is a horrible thing. I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, I'm, I, I'm disappointed we're not getting more Star Wars films. Ditto. But at the same... And, and r- supposedly they were working in like the older public era, which would have been oh, so incredible. Um, that being said, maybe it's okay. I'd rather them, you know, Lucasfilm put out great movies. And, you know, they... They've had some production issues behind the scenes um, with a lot of their directors. But the movies that have come out 
have been really good. I, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed all the movies that they've put out. And so, you know, even though there's sometimes drama behind the scenes, the end result is 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 still uh, well done. And so yeah, agreed. Yeah, solo Solo for what it went through was a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were all all quite good. So yeah, yeah. I think my big takeaway at this point is I feel like Lucasfilm needs to spend a little more time on getting the movies into production before they announce big directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I mean, I guess some of the previous ones have been like issues that have come up during feature development. Um, and by feature development, I mean movie development. I guess you can call them features. Um, but yeah, it's just like Benioff and Weiss have only been announced for how long now? Like since I think beginning of the year. Um, yeah. Like wow. not February, that long. February, March. Yeah. And and again, like wow. the the Netflix deal wasn't on the horizon when they signed and announced, um, and the announcement was also before Game of Thrones ended, so there were a lot of other factors, but uh, yeah, it's I, I I do agree with you. I, I hope they would wait until they were one hundred percent sure and have like ideally maybe even like a story locked. I know there's always going to be leaks and rumors and stuff, but yeah, I think it's smarter to play things closer to the vest or or potentially even make sure we you know. They're they're one hundred percent positive when they they sign directors, but again, this yep. one sounds like it couldn't have been avoided. So we shall see. That, we that's all I can do right now. Yeah, supposedly it was an amicable parting though, so that's a that's a good thing. You said it was amicable. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Making yeah. sure. Yeah, was an amicable parting. So with that, uh, let, should we get into our reviews? Okay, so tonight we're going to be reviewing Resistance Season 2, Episode 5, The Engineer, written by Sarah Cabriner and Erica Roseby, and this was directed by Bosco Ning. The synopsis for the episode reads, Kaz and Niku discover Nina, a Nikto engineer in need of assistance who barely escaped a First Order attack. Now, that was a very... It, you know what? This, to me, was a very cut-and-dry episode, and even with just that little synopsis, you knew basically from beginning to end what you were going to get, except the little twist that was thrown in there. That was an interesting thing to me about this episode is they right off the bat, uh, they they try to they positioned it as oh it must be a trap, and then yep. they they tried to do what they could to deflect attention from it being a trap, but in the end it it was a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was I mean, exactly what Eager and yeah Doza thought it would be. And it's funny because it did, like I said, it it kind of was from a point A to point B because, you know, it started with the episode of Colossus was in need of like a lot of repairs. And, you know, Niku's, Niku is only able to do so much for the scale. Mm-hmm. And was he fast enough? And Kaz was trying to help. But, you know, everything wasn't going exactly as successful as planned. So, you know, that they're, they're stuck because really they needed help. They They, they did. I mean... You know, Niku was doing his best, but he just the ship was just falling apart too much. It's kind of nice to see a ship, you know, like a, a story where you know you see the ship is is still not like always in perfect condition, and uh, I, that it's a pretty common thread within the Star Wars movies. But it was nice to see the, you know, this kind of picked up with the Colossus, where throughout these this season it's just been struggling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it says a lot when uh, Niku is the best engineer on the ship. Yeah. Well, well, Sorry, well hold on. Except Kaz. Engineer. Kaz claims to be the greatest mechanic in the galaxy. I don't know why. He's also not the greatest pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> <sighs> just a little overconfident there. It's Kaz. Yeah, Kaz is, uh, I would say, has been known to exaggerate slightly on many important subjects. <laughs> Including his skills with the blaster, which I appreciated when, you know... You know, uh, uh, Doza and and Yeager basically like, yeah, take someone with you because you can't shoot. And yeah, I, they, they probably... well, well like let's Kaz's... not forget. Let's not forget they did pick up a distress distress call from a ship. That's why the whole thing about the blaster thing and and I I do love the whole thing about I've been practicing. That was very very funny. Yeah. I, I especially appreciated that I've been practicing, followed by the that skeptical like, mm-hmm. have you have you though. Yeah, exactly. Are you sure? The, that glance actually made it because it shows that at least while Kaz is always um, a little bit too overconfident in his abilities, at least everyone else knows that he's full of it. Oh, absolutely. Which is which is nice. And it makes it a little less, feel a little less over the top, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, which is nice. And, and you know, or, of course, Niku's trying not to disintegrate anyone as well. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, well, he did do the smart thing. And when he did go and investigate the ship, he did bring somebody who can handle a blaster and he grabbed Sonara to go do it. And she knew it. She knew exactly why she was there. Yep. Um, yep. He just, he can't live that down, can he? He cannot handle a blaster. I did like them bringing Sonara into the episode, though, and having, I guess, even the pirates play a slightly bigger role in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to, I don't know, see them show up. That's actually one of the things I really, um, that I found most interesting about this entire episode is the the, the pirate subplot, where, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll, we'll come back to Nina in just a minute and talk about her in a bit more detail, but if you look just at the pirates throughout the you know season one, they were always these, this, these bad guys, the the third party force that you, you know, they weren't the first order, but they, they still couldn't be trusted. And then at the end of the season, they all banded together and rescued the Colossus and flew up into space. And everyone just kind of assumed that it's, you know, happily ever after sort of not exactly, but you get the idea. Uh, yeah. And earlier on in the season, they they cause a little bit of trouble, right? They um, they want to go plunder when they are on the the search for hyperfuel, or they decide that they want to be the ones to go, you know, go out and um, take down the uh, the creature for some food, right? The Jakusk. Um mm-hmm. but they're always still helping the Colossus. They're never acting against it at all and so you know typically we think of the pirates as well they're not really that bad right and then midway through the episode we start to find out that oh my gosh the pirates are siphoning all of the power from the ship they're stealing everything mm-hmm. and doza is mm-hmm. immediately like get them off my ship i don't want them here anymore right um and 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 he tries to get them kicked off and, and it's I'll say it's a very believable thing too. Like even the Absolutely. pirates are very, um, I don't know, like the, opportunistic. They, yeah. Well, then they respond appropriately. Like, uh, how could you accuse us of this? Yep. But on the other hand, like, I mean, you're 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 pirates. Like, they, it's not it's not that big of a surprise. The the, the response is kind of like a little bit less than how Honda would have would have done it. But still, the exactly. kind of thing of how could you how could you accuse us? Honda would have gone a little bit over the top and kind of twisted it a bit. I liked how they were just like, how could you accuse us of this? But they were, if you go back to the episode where they mm-hmm. went to go plunder the, the ship for supplies, it is kind of a thing you could believe that they were taking that, right. uh, the power of supply and from the ship. And you don't know if it's like false indignation or if they're right. you know, seriously offended. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I actually thought they were maybe going to set up a big conflict between Doza and the, and the pirates. And it, it turns out it was all not true and, you know, uh, now, now you're jumping ahead but you know i i really enjoyed that subplot because I, I it was a dynamic that we hadn't really considered right that the mm-hmm. pirates might actually still be bad actors and um and, and just and be out for themselves against the colossus yeah be out for themselves and like we knew they were kind of out for themselves but they, they still kind of help and in this case they weren't it was a f- fascinating concept um but you know they they kind of resolve things by the end, so we'll see if this subplot returns. Doza never kicks them off the the Colossus, so I'm very curious to see if this clash will happen later on. Well, you could understand why it ends up resolving at the end because when Sonara and Kaz get to the ship that was supposedly stranded, they did find a Niktu in there, a female Niktu that her name was Nina and whoa, what a last name to pronounce. Um, and <laughs> I guess she was a computer engineer that somehow came under attack by the first order and barely escaped her world. Now at first it didn't sound suspicious, but it's funny because as the episode goes, things just started, didn't start adding up correctly. And it also plays into Kaz being somebody and Niku who kind of like, you know, believe somebody right off the bat. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's very believable for both of them that they, of course, you like. Why would anyone lie? They must be telling the truth. That's the right. only 
mm-hmm. the only obvious statement. And, you know, well, maybe maybe that's not the case. Well, and I think they, they try to deflect because, again, they, they, they immediately pose the question of could this be a trap? And mm-hmm. they decide, you know, we're, we need to go rescue her anyway because if it isn't a trap, we're going to be the only ones that could save her. She'll die otherwise, right? Uh, we need to go save her. And so uh, they go and they, they rescue uh, Nina uh, Vacasa Nalore, who, played by Megan Falcone. And um, Good one on that one. And uh, it, it turns out, like, she's she seems really nice, right? She's she's another Nikdu, like Niku. Um, she, uh, she, she's actually got a really neat art style. You know, she seems very, she's, uh, drawn very innocently and, mm-hmm. you know, has a very like sweet voice and very friendly face and, um, very soft spoken and kind. Right. And Niku and Nina actually start to develop a, a, a fast friendship. And, and I think it's also helped by the fact that when they, when Kaz first res- rescues her, she is, Un- uncertain of her rescuers and almost fearful of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden we, we start to uh, sympathize with her a little bit. And then she, she becomes friends with, with, with Niku and, you know, uh, she immediately knows how to s- solve this, this problem uh, Niku's having with a case blind. And, and then, you know, we get this nice montage of like her and, like Nina and Niku gallivanting all around the Colossus and fixing things like instantly. And that helps us, you know, especially Niku's joy and their relationship kind of helps us relax a bit and not realize, not, not think too hard about what's going on. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of lull you into a thing to where it's like, it seems like it's just a little too easy, even though she's supposed to be a computer genius that everything was fixed so quickly that I, I don't hmm. know. Tom, have you met Niku? Well, I know have that's the other Kaz? thing. I mean, well, yeah, during the series, it's, we have met both of them. It's yeah. one of those things where it's a little unbelievable, but given who our uh, our heroes are, like... For them, it's mm, believable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but I, I yeah, guess... Yeah, I get it. I, I do totally agree with you, Tom, though, because that is the one thing that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Because while I started to kind of get lulled into a false sense of security with Nina, which I, I thought they did you know a good job of, even though I was initially skeptical of her... Um, the 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 montage and her just like her skill, right? There were a couple things that kind of struck me as odd. One, she says that she's a computer engineer, not a mechanic, and she actually makes that very clear uh, earlier. But then she's doing very mechanical things, um, some computer stuff, but mostly like mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and which you know, not that she can't know that, but it's not in her skill set, um, or at least not she, she claims to to be talented in. Um, and then they almost instantly fix everything. And it's not just like where they fix it together. It was like Niku stands there and Nina's like, aha, I have the solution yeah. in two seconds. I'll fix it. And she fixes it and Niku's just staring like with his jaw on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that I think is supposed to be he's kind of infatuated with her. But well, um, but part of that is also that like, I don't know, she just seems too good. Um, way too good. And it's, the sequence is a little cheesy. It, it works, but... Um, it's cheesy, but I think I think through the whole sequence you were talking about, there's one thing that really should have tipped them off that something was wrong here. When she actually helped Opipit get his motorized mop back. Why? I mean, that should have been the one thing. Why? That could have been like, I'm teasing here. <laughs> oh. I'm was- totally joking on this because I I found that it was just like when you see Opipit and all of a sudden it comes and you seem to sit there just bopping back and forth, very happy he got his mop back. But it's one of those things where it's like, that would be the perfect thing for it's like wait a minute, something's not right here. Just kidding. So, I no, that was, was a, actually was a, pretty funny. It was, a, it, was a, it was a cute scene, but I, I think it the, was, it was. The, the, the larger problem, and maybe just because, you know, I'm more, um, you know, technically minded, I guess, but like she was solving things so easily, but we find out later that, yeah, as we've been alluding to, she is a, um, she is a double agent. She's a spy. Yeah. Well, actually, not quite. More like a. To be fair, a saboteur for hire, contractor or something. And she was hired to find the Colossus. But that was her purpose. But she, while she was instantly fixing things and blowing Kaz's mind, she was also fixing them in such a way that they worked temporarily, but also as soon as she was ready, stopped working. Right. And I was like, That's, wait. So huh? But, but hang on. So the way. Uh, 
No, you don't, you way, don't agree, Steven? I, I, okay. I, I'm not sure I agree. So the, okay. the way I, I'm going to say I heard it was that what was act, she was fixing everything, which meant that, like, I imagine it like, you know, um, I don't know, like, I'm, I don't even know how to describe this anymore. The issue was not, was more the fact that there was too much power going to too many places because too many things were fixed. Mm-hmm. As like, as an intentional thing, to be clear. But like, I guess I read it that way. Is like, it was, she, she'd routed all of the power to other places that they were supposed to go, but without anyone realizing that like, oh, we didn't have enough power to like, do the rest of the things we needed, maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Does but that see, make sense? Yeah. No. Like, see, I, like they were only at fifty percent power, and yet they were trying to output, you know, seventy, eighty, hundred percent power to everywhere. So yeah, like, not enough. Whatever power. it might have been. Maybe. But so that's, the, kind of, that's kind of how I heard it, but I, I don't know. <laughs> but you see, I, I also thought, saw it as the ultimate thing was, I saw all those fixes she was doing was basically making it look like the ultimate goal was to push the blame on the pirates for the power drain so when all those things were being fixed and all and we mm. got to see all those tubes running into the pirate ship that that was the thing and she even sat there and put let's just say the pad in front of niku and kaz saying look here this is showing the power drain going into the pirate ship that's what i thought the ultimate goal was on top of basically sabotaging the ship but fixing everything to set up the pirates to take the fall uh, no, I think that's that. Yeah, she was definitely trying to set up the pirates. I just thought it was like a, right. it was like a weird, like multi-layered plot. And like, how could she possibly do that that quickly? Anyway, minor nitpick. Uh, like, I, I get it. Star Wars isn't always technically accurate. Um, but but you have to admit, don't it, say that, William. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I had this. Admit- I had this. I mentioned this to someone on Twitter recently too. He's like, how could this possibly work? I'm like, well, I mean, could be this or Star Wars. <laughs> like. Star Wars just okay, is not but, always technically accurate. But but to defend the writing, it moved the story forward. I it mean, did. It did. It's one of those things in which you, you have so much time. And and I think even in the montage, they made it work very well. Yes, it did seem like it was a little rushed. But if she was that much of a super genius and Nikta was the kind of guy that would help with whatever. And, and you've got Kaz being who Kaz is. That that montage worked at a pretty decent pace. To not make it feel like it was completely rushed, but to me it worked, and and that writing make it work because they only had so much time to work with it. If it was over a couple episodes, then yes, you would have seen the subtlety of her setting it up. Yeah, I think maybe that would have been maybe what's missing is like I, I feel like they did a better job with Sonara setting up Sonara over multiple episodes. That I agree with. That I totally agree with. As the spy, and well, yep. I mean, as we know in Resistance, there's a bazillion spies. There's the first order right. spy. There's the there's the resistance spy. There's the pirate spy. There's the right spy spy. But you also have to look at Sonara ended up being a main character in the show, whereas this character was. Let's just say by the end of the episode, she might just be a one and done. I don't. Yeah, I I would be shocked if we see her again. But yeah, yep. It seems like they tried to give her an ending without showing it on screen. Uh, because right. they like. I don't think they wanted to show the first order killing her, but she fails and <laughs> and. Tyranny, like she's working for Tyranny, uh, Agent Tyranny, not Commander Pyre. Commander Pyre is actually skeptical of of, of Nina, and mm-hmm. at the end, Tyranny literally orders her her uh, Nina's death, like her mm-hmm. execution if she ever turns up again. It's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> well, well, because it was funny once Nina was able to get away from the Colossus, and everything started breaking down you had Kaz and uh, Niku have to go back and try and refix everything that she technically quote unquote fixed. Mm. So, and, and it just so happened that when she was there in the Colossus, she kind of let out a signal to where the first order can end up tracking them. Right. So, well, that was the other weird thing. I was like, when they were fixing it, were they literally just ripping out everything she did or were they having to fix the, the you know i don't know it, 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 like it they, they like, fixed the entire like ship awfully fast for not having enough like they couldn't scale to fix the entire ship by themselves nina right. came in fixed everything but made it worse so if i you you'd think that it would actually be harder to fix at that point because you don't know where the broken piece is anymore because it seems like it's working and then it, and then they the seemed, first order's attacking and they're like let's quickly fix everything i don't know it's i don't need to harp on but it, it it was a little weird but it did seem it did seem like there was one part 
that had to be pulled out. The case blind. And I can't remember. The which one? Case blind. The regulator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whichever one at the last thing that Niku pulled out, mm-hmm. as soon as that one got pulled out, then everything was whatever was fixed. So you can kind of look at it this way. She fixed everything to a certain point to make it work perfectly. But with just that one little thing that if too much power was pushed to that one thing, it would start failing. And it maybe was that one thing that Niku at the end pulled out that made all those fixes once he did the little tweaks to kind of fix each one. And that one pull made everything work, which is basically what happened. Yeah. 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 What did you, I mean, we talked a little bit about the dynamic with the pirates earlier, but what did you, any, any additional thoughts on the, the whole scene where they're basically kind of uh, interrupted by the pirates and forced to repair stuff for them? Hmm. Okay, guess drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's 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 nothing against it. It was just you know. I yeah. I think, again, I thought Craig and Gore came off as very intimidating. I I, I believed it. Um, yeah. The escape itself from Craig and Gore was a little unbelievable because like the lights just turned off and they're like, "Now's our chance, run!" And then yeah. they like walked away even though they're surrounded. But hey, that's not a big deal. Okay, well, um, wait a minute. Remember when Han Solo said, I've got a few maneuvers, we'll lose them? All he did was list to the left. <laughs> so when it comes to, to this... Left, turning the lights off, you know. Yeah, I know. Oh. It, it works in the same... Remember, this is the Star Wars universe. Something like that can work. Yeah. Man, I, I okay, I gotta apologize. I feel like... I feel like I'm harping on the tech stuff in this episode, and I feel bad. Overall, I actually you really know. did enjoy. I don't episode. think you're harping on it that much. No, I'm not. Okay, because I, I do feel no, bad. I, don't. So. I thought it was fun. The 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 yeah. last piece that probably actually bothered me the most of the entire episode. There was a lot of good stuff. I actually really liked Nina as a character. Um, I liked again. I, I said a lot. A lot of things I like about the episode, but um, the thing that probably bothered me the most is the fact is is Niku's plan. Sorry, Niku. Um, Kaz's Nina's plan, plan oh, to um to shut down the power of the pirates, right? Because they think they're stealing all the power and the pirates are these evil guys. Mm-hmm. So what do they decide? Niku and Nina uh, do the, the right thing and try to, um, you know, shut off something in the, the main system. It wasn't super clear. But Kaz literally sneaks back into the pirate's hangar, follows the giant cables leading into the pirate ship and just tries to unplug the power couplings from the ship. Why would you not just cut it off at the source? Who cares if the cable's plugged in? Just slice the cable, like, outside the hangar or far, far uh, away at the source. That right? technology does not exist, William. Like, it's just, yeah. It's like, you know, you go to the fuse box and you're, like, off in the bedroom, you know? <laughs> like, no, I, I think within the Star Wars universe, you have to grab those cables and you have to pull them out. Kaz, Kaz, stay away from power couplings. Um, Tell me one thing <laughs> that Kaz has learned so far in this in in in, in so oh, far the season Tom, and a half think, i don't think we have time to not list those things because okay okay there's... to be fair he's learned a lot he has learned a lot he's also learned okay, how to wear point. a cool welding mask because I, I did appreciate that um uh, among other things uh and kaz has grown a lot he's just not grown enough um <laughs> uh, but well, you know it, it at least this was a good excuse for sonara to kind of catch kaz and reveal that Sonara herself was the one that hooked up the the power couplings and so clearly it's Mm -hmm. it's not her uh uh, you know unless Kaz doesn't believe her anymore and and that's when they start to realize something is is up and and go to investigate Nina's ship um it goes it goes south very quickly for them yeah very, they very quickly realize, you know, it's it's not the pirates. It is, in fact, Nina, who is stealing from everyone else. Or not really stealing, but she's redirected and she has a plan. Um, yeah, I mean, well, Sonara has a plan? No, Nina has, Nina has Nina's a plan. plan. Nina has Nina's a plan. plan. Sorry. It's, and it, sorry, I mean, it, it is Kaz and Sonara discovering and starting to try and figure out, you know, how they're going to actually resolve this or try to. Right. And, you know, Sonara basically craps into the, craps, cracks into the, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> she does William, crap you later. A different episode. Than she, okay. Episode, I think. Okay. Hold uh, on. When, when she now, when she tries to defend that ship later on, she pretty much crapped that 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 mission because uh, um, she <laughs> Nina runs um, by and she gives like like one swing and she's like, "Bye, you just run out of the ship. See you later." Uh, <laughs> no, but she she cracks into the encrypted flight data, and uh, sure enough, that's the she's a first order. Nina's a first order spy. Um, I did really like Nina's ship though. Like we didn't talk about that earlier. Nina has that a pretty a, cool, cool ship. ship. I thought it was a cool looking ship. Yeah, yeah. that's that part of the episode movie. for me. It's very cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, oh, uh, no, that's I, that's not another thing I really liked. While we're being, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about. I feel like we've been a little bit negative, but like I also really liked Ka- Niku and Nina's relationship in this episode. Yeah, it was so yeah, sad. Though. That is it, it kind of sad. sad. I was going to stick around for You want to elaborate, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, Kaz and... It's not Kaz. Wow. Niku and Nina. Why did it have to be two of the same... You know, two They're of the same Nikto. name. Niku and Nina the Nikto. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. They're uh, so they're Nikto having a discussion. Um, you know, they're starting to get That's some a- connect. Um, and Nina and Niku are talking. And we find out that no one ever asks anything about like Niku's backstory. Kaz apparently only talks about how his parents are bantha herders. And sorry, Niku, Niku's know. parents are bantha herders, sorry. but Kaz. Um... Sorry, Niku talks about how his parents are bantha herders. Kaz is always too busy to talk yes. to like anyone but himself about anyone but himself. Which again, we've met Kaz. I believe <laughs> not it. surprising, but yeah. it's also heartbreaking. Like. You know, Kaz, like, or, uh, man, oh my gosh, what is, what is up? Also, I have to apologize to our listeners. When we posted the last episode, we said, um, we said, uh, Tam instead of Torah. Yeah, that was, uh, that uh, was a typo. How many times did we do that? I wouldn't be surprised if we did it a lot. We just did it <laughs> yeah, once we in the did post. It a few times. Um, I, I can't remember. No, nah, I don't think we did it in the episode. But anyway, I, look, I blame this episode on the fact that we've got Nika, I, <laughs> Nika, Nina, Niku, and Nina. Nikto. Clearly, you are both Nikdos, and no one knows nothing. nothing. That's all. <laughs> about Nikus or Nikdos. Exactly. Anyway, but so it's a very sad conversation. Obviously, more people Niku. need to, you know, like, like talk like, to look. Niku. Like we give we give Niku a, uh, we give Nico a hard time. You know he can be overly excited, uh, a little dense at times. Uh, just like you know we give Kaz a hard time, but like you know Kaz at least people like seem to talk to a lot and want to are generally curious about sometimes. Um, <laughs> Niku sometimes. like like he has all these friends. He he he's such a good friend. He he's got like a big heart. Um, probably one of the biggest heart. He probably had the biggest heart on the show, and yet, yeah, I'd agree. And yet, nobody like really cares about him. They they just um, kind of order him around. They kind of yeah, they kind of like order him around, yeah. and have him do stuff, and they never talk to him. It's it's kind of sad. It felt really bad for for Niku, and 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 you could also see how he could be. Start to start to develop this this really good friendship with Nina, someone who actually legitimately cares about him, and yeah. you know they actually start to get along and start to talk about their their families and their you know their 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 childhood and you know he's like an actual friend. So refresh my memory because I kind of. How did Nika react when she actually was found out to be a spy? I that is the one thing that we've been talking about this. I can't remember what his reaction was to that because Well the first I time or the know. second time? Because Pardon? the first time um the, the first time she tried to, to she she tried to tell him herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she said the case blind doesn't do what you what you think it does and, and you know, I didn't come here to fix things. But Nuku like He's like, of course you fixed it, and you know he's his typical dead self. That's true. I do remember that. And she she immediately kind of starts. She gives up and and stops trying to tell him the truth, mm. which was I think the first hint that she was she was a problem. Yep. Um The second time though, he he had a bit more trouble, right, Stephen? 
Yeah, I mean, the second time Kaz rushes, tells Niku. Uh, and, you know, Kaz is Kaz and does the entire thing terribly, not subtle. That's um, right. Niku is convinced that uh, it's just because they're like Kaz is worried that he's no longer my best friend. No, it's not that. Right. Um, but of course, the thing, the thing that makes it end up working is Nina ends up telling Kaz, and of course, Niku overhears, and that's it. Just goes south from there for her. Mm. Yeah, she does fire, fire a couple shots at Niku, but she tries to miss him if at all possible. And there's def- also like a Revenge of the Sith moment almost where you know it, he Niku is trying to convince Nina to stay. And she kind of turns it on and says, no, come with me. And then, um, uh, and, and, you know, come, and he, it almost looks like he, maybe he'd consider it. Um, but before, you know, they can, they can continue talking. CB 23 rolls around the corner and steals Nina's blaster. And she becomes convinced. And again, it's like the revenge of the Sith moment that Niku tricked her and, uh, and, and runs off. And again, you feel kind of you feel kind of bad for them. You feel bad, yeah. Mm. No, you don't feel bad, Tom. Eh, well, it. <laughs> you know what? Again, if <clears throat> sorry, if it was over like a couple episodes, maybe. But if it's one of those things in which if it was set up to be like this quick, eh, you feel more sad for Niku because it wasn't toward the end of the episode he was talking about. Um, he has a lot of friends because he talked about, oh God, he talked, oh, he talked about his, his pet. He talks about, you know, he's got Bob. a lot of good friends. He's got yeah, a he's chair, got good, he's got right. buggles, Bebo, yeah. you know, and just all Bebo, the things that's that right, really, Bebo. the thing that got me was to reassure Kaz. Yeah. And, and the thing that got me was his best friend was a chair. That's where you kind of sit <laughs> yeah. there and feel sorry for Nico. Have you met Nico? Yeah. Well, in, in this season. Yeah, we have. But Stranger still, things kinda, have happened. That's true. That's true. <sighs> you just you just you feel bad, and I don't know. She she ends up she uh, Nina ends up escaping incredibly easily. Like Sonara is the worst gar- guard you've ever seen. Um, well, she's a pirate. She's like, I'm gonna stop the stay here and block the ship, so I'm gonna hide far away from the ship. And when Nina runs around the corner, I'm going to like take a swing at her, miss once or twice, and then she's going to run off into the ship and fly away. Great job. You um, did it. So, but Nina does escape, but it, it's hinted at that, as we said earlier, um, you know, she, she got her reward from Commander Pyre. Um, and you could tell she's actually, you could tell she feels bad about Niku. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But her her death warrant has been signed you know sealed so actually okay sorry just thinking about this more yeah go ahead do you think it's possible that we'll actually see Nina again I, I assume this would be the end but do you think instead we'll see her <clears throat> later on in the season with a price on her head chased by the first order do and think be taken possible. back in maybe okay, they I'm have a happily ever after go ahead they spent enough time kind of developing her character, giving her a backstory, making her um, exceptionally, I would say, uh, sympathetic. But yeah, I think it's totally possible that she'll pop up at some point. I'll take the stance that if they had an extra season, most definitely. I think with with only the, the tightness of a story they want to tell right now, it would be interesting to see how they're going to fit her in if they've already established there's a price on her head. I do agree they could fit her in saying I'm running from the First Order, but I could see it more so for an, for the next season than this one. Hmm. That, yeah, that's I what I think. I, I, think well, nah, I think we'll see her again now. Okay. That's my theory. All right. Two out of three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Also, we'll see. why don't you think Doza deployed the aces to defend the ship from the first order. Cause the first order comes into attack and starts firing on the Colossus. Where were the aces? That's a good question. Very good question. Don't have a good answer though. Yeah. They were able to get at least some of the self defenses up. Cause some of the guns at one point were actually firing on the first order through all the repairs. 
But that's actually a good question. You, you, okay, well, let's theoretically take this. Maybe when, um, throughout all this, the hangar bay, uh, other than hers, uh, were locked down and they couldn't get them out. I don't know. Power to open up the doors or something. Yeah, something like that. You got to throw something in there, but that's actually a very good question. Just something small that I was wondering yeah. about. Like, where were the aces in all this? Seems like it's a, the right opportunity to deploy them again. Usually they, they've been doing a good job deploying them whenever they need defending or, or the pirates or, or someone. Just, the only theory is they just didn't have enough power for some reason. That's possible. Would make sense, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Are we good for uh, our reviews now? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, William, why don't you go first? Sure. So I think despite, um, I think there is, there's, I look at this episode in two ways. On an emotional level, I think the episode was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, it really makes you connect to Niku, a character that we haven't gotten a lot of character, as much character development with, you know, like we get a lot we don't really learn his backstory. And this is for the first time we actually do get to learn a bit more about Niku's backstory. And you start to connect with him a bit more and really feel bad for him and start to realize that while he's, he's everyone's best friend, he's also kind of lonely, you know? Um, so that's, that's unfortunate. Um, but so I, I love that. And, and you really, really start to feel for, you know, him and, uh, and Nina and kind of start rooting for them and, you feel bad when you realize that Nina is actually a spy or and she's on the other side. And so I think from an, an emotional level, they did a great job with this episode. Uh, really well done on a like technical execution level, like visually again, really great, but more of a story technical, you know, you know, technicality uh, standpoint. I was less enthusiastic about it. Uh, I think some of the repairs just didn't make sense to me. It was too easy I didn't really understand why, you know, certain actions had to be taken. Like there was probably shortcuts that would have been much, much easier. Like just unplugging the cables at the source rather than unplugging the power converters at the very end, plugging into the ship or, or, or whatnot. Um, and so that seemed a bit easy and a bit um, uh, like, like shortcuts were taken. And again, I, I bet it's just due to time, but you know, overall I, I'd probably give it a six and a half out of 10, six and a half, one perhaps out of 10. Again, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, because uh, because Tierney has issued a um, a, a death warrant for uh, an execution order for um, for Nina, she sent out six and a half, yes, a half womp rats to <laughs> uh, to track her down. <laughs> Don't mess with those womp rats. Of course not. Wow, Tom. Except for that half one. That half one I think I would mess with because, you know, you have a 50-50 chance. No, of, no, no, you know, no. Those are the worst. The half Womp Rats, like, those are the those ones are the you got to watch out for. Oh. See, I always thought it was a 50-50 <laughs> chance. They either get you or they don't. No, the, 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 the little half Womp Rats, they're much, uh, uh, they're a lot more scrappy yeah. and uh, yeah. and deadly. So, got to watch out. All right. All right. So, I, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I thought... To me, it was a solid episode because at least it went from it had a good story that had a good middle, a good beginning, middle, and end. It was just a straight story. Um, sure, got a little bit things here and there that kind of like, eh, but you know what? Within the time frame, they told a pretty solid story for what it was. And I'm also gonna, I, I'm gonna uh, also give it a six point five rating. Um, I am taking my 6.5 Womp Rats and, you know, oh, peep, it was very happy when he got his, uh, little, little, um, machine back because not only was it fixed, but the 6.5 Womp Rats took their time to actually clean it for him. And you really didn't know the extra shine that was on it because they got down, they waxed it. They made sure it was in perfect, pristine condition once it got fixed and got back to OP. But that's why when he got working, he was sitting there bopping back and forth going down the hallway because he was very happy. I like that. Yeah. I was nice to him. I had a different idea, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later because they weren't going to make it from the other one. 
right. I guess that I guess that brings it to me. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's not a lot else to add. I think that you guys haven't already said. I'll also give it, I think, a six and a half Womp Rats out of ten. Um, wasn't my favorite episode, but I, I respect and appreciate what they were kind of trying to do. And I think they did a pretty good job of introducing a new character and giving her a lot of depth um, in a very short amount of time, um, which I think is always impressive for a show that goes for 22 minutes um, and already has, you know, a number of established characters. Um, but with my six and a half Womp Rats, well, you know, the First Order has a variety of, shall we say, specialized hunters for finding and seeking those who have displeased them. Uh, the six and a half Womp Rat crew are some of their best. Mm. So they're so sending well. them after Nina as well. Exactly. Mm. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, coming up next week on Ion Cannon, we have Resistance Season 2, Episode 6, titled From Beneath. Uh, in this episode, Flix takes Kaz and the crew to his homeworld to acquire fuel from his family's refinery, only to discover that the family's drilling has awoken something mysterious. So we get, it looks like we get to learn a little bit more about Flix, Flix's backstory, which will be kind of neat. We haven't actually seen them at all this season, I don't think we. Yeah, I think they showed up maybe briefly yeah. when the ship was out of power. Mm. Yeah, but they've been uh, they've been kind of uh, absent, so we'll see what happens with them when they uh, when something arises from beneath. Sounds any, very uh, cool. Any final thoughts before we close this out for the for the episode? No, just Mandalorian's coming. That's it. It's coming. Oh, can't. Wait, guys, Mandalorian is going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible. And uh, and with that, uh, I want to thank you for listening as always. Uh, it's it's always fun uh, talking Star Wars. I think the Mandalorian is just going to kick things up a notch, and then we've got mm-hmm. the Rise of Skywalker. So there's just so, so much content. We're going to be talking lots of Star Wars, so stay tuned. And books. And books, books, yeah. Resistance Reborn is supposedly coming out November 5th, right? It is. It comes out just a few days. Man, there is not enough time for everything. No, there's not. No, there's not. It's uh, it's, it's too much good stuff. uh, Yeah. It's a cornucopia of amazing, amazing Star Wars content. So, Uh, But yeah, stay tuned for The Mandalorian. We are just a little ways away. We'll be back next week with our review of Resistance, Season 2, Episode 6, From Beneath. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.